0: As the Supreme Court denies to hear the Texas election case, folks on the right start talking civil war and subsection, we talk about the falsehood people put in politicians, and we look, explore the biblical perspective of unity. My name is Sean Clinton, and this is the Guide to Freedom Show. The show is sponsored by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. So if you always want to start a podcast but didn't know where to begin, Anchor is for you. Anchor is very simple to use and it's also free. All you do is just simply record your audio from your phone to computer, edit it, and then post it. You can monetize it with sponsorships or like donation buttons. You can also distribute it to other sites like podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever other podcast sites you can think of. Check it out at anchor.fm or download the app. Again, it's anchor.fm or download the app. Okay, so I hope everyone is having a great week happy Sunday when I'm actually posting it, but Saturday when I'm recording it. So we have a lot to get to today, so just jump right into it. So again, here we are. It's December the 12th. And... We still don't really know who is the official winner of this election. And you can probably guess who could be at this point, but we still don't know officially. And the Electoral College actually is actually supposed to be voting on their uh, the candidate, I think this Monday, this coming Monday, on the 14th. So it'll be interesting, interesting to see what's going to happen there. But of course, you know there's still the whole all these legal proceedings, lawsuits are still um, in place right now. They're still being fought. So this thing is not really officially over yet. It's still far from over. And but as far as the kind of the updates and what these election battle, it's not much in terms of it. There's only there's one biggest thing, it is of course the whole Supreme Court thing that just happened where Texas fight a lawsuit against like Michigan, Georgia, Pennsylvania, I think Wisconsin or Arizona, one of those few states, in order to see like any kind of uh, like voting fraud or whatever and to overturn the election. So before I get to kind of the Supreme Court stuff um, first, I'm going to get kind of give you the details of each case for each state. So, again, Texas filed a lawsuit against each every state, which was Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And, apparently, we got, I think, about 19 or 20 other states that joined in, including, like, Alabama, South Dakota, Florida, and all those good states. So, again, I'm going to go through each state and see what is being fought and everything. So, first, let's start with uh, Pennsylvania. So for Pennsylvania, this is according to the Daily Signal, by the way. Um, Pennsylvania says the complaint. The, this um, the complaint accuses Pennsylvania Secretary of State Kathy uh, Bugar of, among other things, without legislative approval, unilateral approval, unilaterally ab- abrogating um, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania status that require. Signature verification for about absentee ballots or in, um, mail-in ballots. These changes were not ratified by the Pennsylvania legislator. So basically what he's accusing Pennsylvania is changing the rules last minute for mail-in, voting, mail-in ballots and absentee ballots in order for them to be more easily counted, if you will. It basically Texas is saying that you know this was illegally done, It was not passed by the uh, Pennsylvania legislature when it should have been. So, that's the reason why Texas put a lawsuit against them. So, for Georgia, this is kind of similar in a way. So, similarly, the client describes how Georgia Secretary of State Brad um, Raffensberger, also without legislative approval unilaterally a brogaded, a Georgia's statue statue governing the signature verification process for absentee ballots so it's still kind of the same thing right there with absentee ballots basically the secretary of state changing the rules and how the ballot, those ballots are counted and how they're verified and everything that's why Texas is going after them for Michigan So, for Michigan, the complaint states that Michigan Secretary of State, um, Jocelyn Benson, abrogated bro, Michigan election statutes related to absentee ballot applications and signature signature verification. And now, for Wisconsin, last um, lastly, the Wisconsin Elections Commission made similar changes in state laws without permission, but without the permission of the legislator that weakened, that weakened or did away with established security procedures put in place by the Wisconsin legislator to assure absentee ballot and integrity. So, pretty much for all four of these states, the main thing is is that these, the biggest point that the reason reason why Texas um, filed lawsuit against them and bring it to Supreme Court is because these states, these four states basically changed the rules last minute and without any congressional or state legislative approval, which is, it is a big deal. It is a big, big deal that, you know, I see why Texas is definitely going after them. And of course, the biggest question now that, that came up was, is there enough at this for the Supreme Court to actually like look at it? And everything and not just go to the local courts there and so again it went to the Supreme Court but it was rejected rejected this you know, actually yesterday so it was it's according to CNN um, Supreme Court rejects Texas sorry what the world sorry my computer just froze for a second Okay. This is again, this court of CNN. The uh, Supreme Court on Friday rejected a bid from Texas Attorney General, supported by President Donald Trump, to block ballots of millions of voters in battleground states that went in favor of President-elect Joe Biden. Okay. So first off, that that sentence right there is kind of big, kind of misinterpre- misinterpretation right there because that's not what they were trying to do. they were trying to s- make sure that. Ballots were legally counted and everything, and that were main concern was that these rules were changed last minute without legislative approval. So that's the biggest, the biggest thing right there. But again, like I said, the Supreme Court rejected it, decided not to hear it or anything because, mainly from what I've seen, because it just because um, it is it falls when the, these rules fall within the states that they don't really have a... Because election, for election, according to Constitution, that election rules fall into within the states. So with that, you know, Supreme Court doesn't have a whole lot of power, I guess, to mess with this. So that's why they kind of rejected it. And probably what will happen next is probably go to the... ...lower, more local courts... ...um, in those states... ...and probably... ...where those places, actually things... ...took place. So, we'll see... ...what comes out of that. I mean... ...I'm not... ...I I am surprised that they... ...didn't at least hear it. I I thought they should have at least... ...hear the case and hear... ...you know, what was... what need to be said and everything, but I do understand... Where they were coming from, but I do hope you know they do eventually get this court so someone hear some whatever evidence they do have if they do have any evidence. But it is important to note that there's been several court cases, um, for this whole process, and a lot of them have been rejected and turned down because due to the lack of evidence, evidence, evidence. So, so I I just don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where this actually goes and whether or not it will ultimately be overturned. But one big thing I do want to focus on now is that folks on the right are now calling for not really calling for it but kind of suggesting uh, succession. So the Texas GOP Basically, put out the, put out the statement. This is according to a tweet by Adam uh, Kelsey. The Texas GOP is out out with a statement in the wake of the Supreme Court decision, all but calling for secession. Perhaps law-abiding citizen, citizen, sorry, perhaps law-abiding states should bond together and form a union of states that will abide by the Constitution. So, basically, with this common War, it's almost it's almost a secession secession in a way. Basically, a state pulling out of the union, the union, and creating their own country. And the last time this happened it was during the Civil War whole thing, the Civil War process or situation. Sorry, but of course, it is a completely different situation than we were back then. And, I mean, that's not the only thing that there are some folks are su- suggesting. So Diamond and Silk, who are big, big Trump supporters, uh, put out a couple of tweets and here's what they said. Here's the first one. If the Supreme Court can't save our republic, then where is the military? And here's the second tweet. Trying to overthrow the government by exploiting a pand- pandemic, thus imp- implementing implementing... Rules that break our election laws is unconsti- is unconstitutional. If the G- if the DOJ and the FBI can't do the jobs, then where is the military? This is a coup. So now they're pretty much calling for a military intervention into this. Basically, this is the same language that people on the right has been talking about for a while at this point, because. I just don't understand like what what is the military going to do and how is that gonna work work in our favor and how how is that good I just don't see how that'll be a good thing uh, putting the military to take over the country in order to overturn the election that does not look good at all It looks more like a dictatorship than anything and of course I, again like I said before, I don't think President Trump would do anything like that. I doubt it. I hope he doesn't. But of course you got these people. Who are. Basically calling for it. For some reason. And saying this is the only only way to do this. No. The only way to really fix this. Is to go to the courts. Present the evidence. And if the evidence. If they refuse to hear your evidence. Release it to the public. Just okay. Seriously release it to the public redact any information about people or witnesses you can but release the evidence to the public if the courts continue to deny to hear it if you have the evidence show it as simple as that if you don't have the evidence if they don't have the evidence of this then okay we'll move on (laughs) we'll we'll move on it's not the end of the world It it never was if Biden was going to win. And again, we don't know for sure if Biden's going to win or not. You can probably, yes, you will. I'm more likely leaning that that will happen. But, of course, you got to have all these lawsuits and things settle first. But at the same time, they got to show evidence of this. if they If they truly believe that they can Overturn the election, then show evidence to the courts and don't just say, Oh, well, if they don't hear the evidence, that means they're part of the deep state and they're bought by the Chinese now. Now they're saying that about the Supreme Court. Now they're calling ACB, um, Amy Coney Barrett a traitor, um, Kavanaugh a traitor, Thomas and Leto a traitor, and all them, all these rock solid, um, Supreme Court justices. And they're bought by the Chinese now and everything. Which is quite hilarious. Like every time something doesn't go in their favor, they say, oh, they're bought by the Chinese or they're traitors or whatever. Like, come on, guys. Just chill out for a second, please. Just chill out. It's Again, it's not the end of the world. This is not the end of the country. And Biden is in. Okay, yes, bad things could come into place. They could... Some legislation, especially if we lose the Senate, some bad pieces of legislation legislation could um, be passed. But again, I just don't see... I just don't think it's going to be the end of the country. Especially... Especially if now, what conservatives need to really do is go after the culture. Because, again, culture politics is culture and if we fix the culture then the politics will follow but now kind of want to shift a little bit right here and talk about something that I've been talking about for the past couple of weeks or so that I've really noticed now especially mostly I've been for the past years I've been noticing more on the left but now I'm noticing more on the right too and basically, people put in their hope false been politicians. Now that's not to say that politicians are not important. they can be very important. they can be very damaging, but also be very important to the country. So with like with good politicians, they have the um the ability to really you know maybe protect the country. You know, help people out in need, or whatever, whatever, whatever power they have to do that, and just make good decisions and fix whatever problems it is is in this country, and with that, whatever power they have to do that. But one important thing that we really, as followers of Christ, need to, you know, re- realize, recognize is that, you know. Politicians are sinners as well, just like us. They are sinners, and we cannot, we we just can't put our hope in them because they're again, they're just regular, simple people like us in a state of power, who had tendency, who can be corrupted by power. So those of you, really, who are continuing to rely on these politicians to fix all your problems and to save the country, look. This it's that's, that's not how it works. Again, now let because, like I said, I know keep repeating myself, but these people are sinners like us, and we cannot put our full trust and hope in sin. Um, people like in just regular sinners like us and it says in Psalms 146 3 do not trust in princes prin- do not trust in princes and mortal men and who is in whom there is no salvation Psalms 118 oh, Psalms 118 8 to 13. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All nations surrounded surrounded me in the name of the Lord. I will surely cut them off. They surrounded me? Yes, they they surrounded me in the name of the Lord. I will surely cut them off. They surrounded me like bees. They were extinguished, extinguished as a fire of thorns. Excuse me. In the name of the Lord, I will surely cut them off. You pushed me violently so that I was falling, but the Lord helped helped me. So again, what scripture is very clear about is that we cannot put our trust in mortal man. Or in our hope in mortal man. So when it comes to politicians, yes, they're important. They're definitely important for policy reasons and to push, you know, agendas and all that. But when it comes down to it there again, there are senators like us and it is just it is faulty and a mistake to put our hope in them. And mostly I'm really referring to really now the Trump supporters who are putting their hope all in Trump and then without Trump, that's it. The country is done. Again, like I said many times, there are plenty of rock-solid conservatives who will keep this country in check from Democrats. Trump is not the only, like, he's not a, he's not the only savior, or he's not a savior of the country or anything. He, he was a good president, definitely a solid president. But he's not the sole savior of this country before it goes downhill. It's, that's not how it works. And people were, who say, you know, he is a sole savior. Without him, this country is over. And even some Christians are saying that too. Like guys, you're putting your hope in the wrong place. There's only one person we should put our hope in. And that's Jesus Christ. He's the only one we should put our a full hope in. Because that's where it truly lies. 1 Peter one 3 let Let's jump there real quick. So, First Peter one, three says, "Blessed be the God, God and Father of, the, of our Lord Jesus." Sorry, blessed be the God and the Father of our, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again, to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Colossians one twenty seven. So Colossians one twenty seven says, To whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then Romans five two through five. Romans 2-5 says, Through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we and we exult in hope of the glory of, the, of God. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribul- tri- tribulations, knowing that the tribulation, tribulation brings about pr- perseverance... And pers- perseverance, pr- proven character, and proven character, hope, and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has, was given to us. And finally, Revelation twenty one four. So, Revelation twenty one four says. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death, there will no longer be any mourning or or crying or pain. This the first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said Behold, I am making all things new, and he said, Right for right for these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, Then he said to me, It is done. I am the alpha and the Omega. Beginning and the end I will give to the one who thirsts From the spring of the water of life Without cost. So again The point is about what scripture is saying Is that our hope Is solely in God and Jesus Christ Through Jesus Christ So again When it comes to these politicians Again yes they are important But this should not be the basis of our hope at all at all, they should not be the basis of our hope. and any especially any Christian who puts their hope in just one politician who's a sinner like all of us needs to really rethink and readjust their values and repent of all that. Okay, so I'm gonna get on with, um, the rest of this episode, but first you gotta go over to YouTube with the Guide to Freedom blog to check it out. So not only get the rest of this episode, but also the, uh, towards the end where are continue to go through the Book of Acts, but also the Good Stuff of best of the Week. And, um, remember, sorry, remember, you can find me on your favorite podcast listening sites, like I have a podcast or Spotify, Google podcast Otherwise, I'll see you next week. This is the Guide to Freedom Show. <laughs> Okay, so now, so now that we got that out of the way, so now let's uh, move on to our kind of final topic for this episode, it's going to be quite long, actually, quite a long, long, uh, topic, so let's just jump right into it, so, with the continued, so, sorry, I don't, I, it's no secret that the this country is right now incredibly divided along mainly party lines in terms of values and everything. But it is it is quite crazy. I've never seen anything like any division like this before. And in the midst of the kind of the twenty twenty election and everything, um, there are many people who are calling for unity. Between the um, t- t- between the two sides, so I'm going to read a few tweets from these um, from the folks who said it. So the first one is from Kamala Harris, who was uh, Joe Biden's VP candidate, and here's what she said: When Joe Biden asked me to join his this ticket, saying yes was an easy decision because we were both raised with the, with the belief that we have all we all have the responsibility to look out. To look out for one another. Which is why unity was at the heart of our campaign. And yeah. And why, and why unity. Will guide us forward. Okay. So that's from Kamala Harris. So the second tweet is from. Alyssa Milano, Who's an actress. And here's what she said. I'd like to extend an all branch to trust supporters. I am ready to move forward together. There is no. There's so much work, work to be done. Sorry, there's so much work to do to heal the nation. Let's be part of the solution and not add to the problems we face. My comments are open. Please reply with forward hashtag forward together. And with ends with a red heart. Emoji. And finally, um the last one is from Cory Booker, who was with Senator and also a former Democratic presidential candidate. And here's what he said. This is the message of healing and unity that we need from our next president. Thank you, Joe Biden. And Joe Biden's tweet was out of our collective pain, we will find our co- collective purpose to control the pandemic, to save lives, and to heal as a nation. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yep. Yeah. So, Second C, and also many professing Christians. Or saying the same thing, that we need to, you know, call for unity and everything during this time. Now contrast that to 2016, where a lot of people were freaking out, saying that Donald Trump is a threat to our democracy and everything, but put that aside, that's not the point of this section right here. But the point of this section I want to talk about is unity. So, you might be asking, what is unity? What is the definition of unity? So, the definition, basic kind of definition of unity... This is from uh, DictionaryGut.com. And this is... The state of being one... Or oneness. A whole or totality of combining all of its parts into one. The state of... State or fact of being united or combined into one... As parts of a whole... Whole. Unification. So, obviously... Simply, a unit team is one, or oneness, if you will. So, basically, sorry, come on. Sorry, my computer is being dumber right here. All right, I'll be right back. Okay, so I think that fixed the problem right here. So, anyways, you might probably be wondering, like, why am I talking about this? Why am I talking about unity? Like, isn't that, you know, a good thing? And everything, you know. And, you know, they have a point, you know. Um, Who wants division? Who wants to live in a place where everybody's divided constantly and at each other's throats constantly? I mean, a lot of people don't want that. But, really, my audience for this section is professing Christians. Because my main point of this is to, you know, while, you know, of course, everyone wants, you know, to get along and wants, you know, unity and everything, Christians need to be mindful, need to be mindful about the unity they're seeking. Because, believe it or not, there is different types of unity. There's actually two different distinct types of unity. There is biblical unity, and then, of course... ...worldly unity. One is is of God... ...and one is of Satan. So, really my point... ...of this whole... ...section... ...is to really lay lay out... ...the difference between the two. Between... ...biblical unity... ...and worldly unity. So... ...of course the... ...answer... ...so... The question that we need to ask is: What does Scripture say about it? What does Scripture say about unity, biblical unity? So let's jump to it. So first off, let's jump to First Corinthians, one ten. So this First um, Corinthians one ten says: Now I exhort you, brethren, by the name of our of our Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ that you all agree, that you all agree. And that there be no division, divisions among you, but that you, but that you be made complete in the same mind, and in the same judgment. First, so now let's jump to First Peter, three eight. So First Peter three eight says. To sum up, all of you who are, all of, sorry, to sum up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humbled in spirit. And then, 2 Corinthians 13, 11. 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says, Finally, brethren, rejoice, be made complete, be comforted, be like-minded, live in peace, and the God of love, peace, will be with you. And also, and finally, Ephesians four three. So Ephesians four three says, "Being diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit, and the bond of peace." So first off, let's get the actual four context of that. So let's jump to one. So this is um, Ephesians one, Ephesians four one through let's see six. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in manner worthy of the calling with with which you have been called, with all humi- humility and gentleness, with patience, showing to- tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as also you were called in one our, one hope ...of your calling, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all, <clears throat> of all, who is over all, and through all, and in all. Okay, so, again, Scripture is very clear about this, What about what unity is according to the Bible, and that it is really unity in accordance to what Scripture says... And of course, you know. So, as you know, the scripture says, you know, we are not supposed. We don't want. We don't. We shouldn't be divided at all. But like the church does not need to, does not need to be divided. It says in Romans sixteen, seventeen, through eighteen. Now urge you, brethren, keep your eye on those who cause de- decision, dissensions, um, hindr- hindrances contrary to. The teaching of teaching which you learnt, and turn away from them for such men are slaves none of our lord Jesus, christ not <sighs> for such men are are slaves not of our lord christ but of their own appetites and their smooth and flattering speech they d- deceive the hearts of the unsuspect- unsuspecting So, that's mainly focusing on, like, false teachers in the church and heretics in the church as well. So, and it's telling us to keep an eye on that to make sure, because, you know, they do cause divisions. So, in other words, you know, according to Word of God, you know, he does not want the church to be divided in spirit. That's why, as it says, of course, in, you know, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 1 10, you know, be like-minded in one spirit. And so so that's basically the gist of what kind of the wor- what the biblical meaning of unity is is to follow a set of values and guidelines in accordance to scripture and to the, in accordance with the word of God. Now contrast that to let's say the you know worldly unity now we got a completely different set of ideals. So with worldly unity that consists of people of all backgrounds, and that means, you know, political beliefs, religions, ethnic ethnicities, you know, gender, sexual orientation, or whatever. Basically, people of all backgrounds coming into one body. So, on its surface, it doesn't seem too bad, right? Like, Again, like who wants to be divisive? Who wants who wants to be divided? And who wants to be constantly at each other's throats? So, you know, people, you know, coming together like that, isn't good, right? But the funny thing of how Satan works is that he paints something to look good, to look pretty cool and everything, but is actually very sinister. And, so, people now probably ask, you know, like, what's wrong with being in unity with people who are not believers? You know, shouldn't we be loving and kind with one another? Should not we be loving our neighbor? And I answer yes, but there's a difference between being in unity with and being loving and kind to others. So being loving and kind to others that that is biblical. So let's jump to uh, Romans, sorry Hebrews thirteen. So Hebrews chapter thirteen is to be verses one through two, and this says let let the love of the brethren continue. Do not neglect to show hostility. Sorry. So whatever. Let the let the love of the brethren continue. Do not neglect to to show hospitality to strangers, for this is for this some have entertained angels without knowing it. So basically what it's saying is, you know, be, you know, kind to one another, be loving to one another. And as you know, Christ said that. Love each other as I loved you. Love your neighbor. So, of course, that, that is biblical. But what is not biblical is actually unity with those of the world. Because, here's the thing with the world, you know, they believe, the world doesn't believe. What Christians believe, you know, they have their own set of values and everything. And we are told, commanded by Christ, to not love the world. To not be part of the world. And it says in Romans 12.2. So, so Romans 12.2 says... And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what will so that you may prove what the will of God is, that it, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Then first John two fifteen says, Do not love the world, nor the things of the nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. James four four, you adulterous you adul- adulteresses, do not do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes make himself an enemy of God. So again, if we So like, okay, let me, let me kind of back up right here. So we're called to be to hate to not love the world because the world does not value what God values. And in order to have unity with the world, we had to compromise our beliefs. We have to basically tone down what we believe and say in order to please the world. But of course, again, like I said, we are called to not love the world, to hate the world in some ways. So, if that's the case, why would the world we try to please it? As it says in First John 5.19, we know that we are of God and that the world lies within the power of the evil one. So again, the the world is ruled by Satan, who is really working every day to shut down the work of God. And he will do that in any way possible. He'll use tactics to kind of... To sneak into the church and twist the message of the gospel in any way. That's why you got so many false gospels and false teachers out there. That that is the work of Satan right there into the church. And so, when we you know, do when we you know hold on to the actual objective truth of the word of God and you know hold stay firm in the faith, then unfortunately you know, unity with the world is impossible. It is completely impossible because the world will hate you. It, it as simple as that. The world will hate you. As it says in John fifteen, eighteen through nineteen. If the world hates you you know that it, it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world will love its own. But because you are not the world, but I chose you out of the world, because of this, the world hates you. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. So again, so with that in mind, why in the world will we try to you know, please the world of that to please the world with all this. you know the world hates Jesus and his values with passion, and you know they want nothing more and than to see eradicated This is why really unity with with the world is impossible, it is completely impossible because you know they do not value the things of Christ. And, you know, while, you know, Bible says, you know, we are to be united as one body in the church. But outside of that, really biblical, biblical Christianity is divisive. It is divisive. And I know that might be a tough, tough uh, thing for people to swallow. But when he's speaking truth, people will get offended and they will try to show you up. So, yeah, the gospel is, you know, inherently, it is divisive. The gospel is divisive. Truth is divisive to the world. And, but the thing is, you know, that's why people try to, you know, throw it away and say, well, I don't want to cause division to the world, so I kind of brush it off. But here's the thing. Jesus did not come to bestow unity between everyone in the world. That's not what we can do. So, jump to Matthew 10, 34, 36. And he, Jesus, Jesus says, Do not do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I came to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man against Man's enemies will be the members of his own household, so let me repeat that do not think I came to the, came to bring peace of the earth on the earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword for I came to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter against, and a daughter against her mother in law and sorry, daughter in law against her mother in law and a man's enemies will be the members of his household. So So according to scripture right there, you know, Jesus did not come to bring unity between everyone. And as it says, you know, he came to put a man against the father, daughter against mother and all that. Now but what he's really saying what he's saying there is that, you know, when you follow me, speak the truth, people will be against you. The world will be against you, even people within your own family of will be you know, against you. But if you're fortunate enough to have family who all believe in the same thing, that's that's great. You know, I have that family too. Every one of us rich believes believes that. But unfortunately there are some families out there who are divided because of this, because some some members believe in Jesus Christ and follow him to speak truth when others don't don't. And it causes causes quite a division. It is unfortunate. But really, our main goal as Christians should be purity before peace. Our goal should not be peace before purity. Because if we try to seek peace, that means we try to compromise the truth, the word of God. So we can't do that. But now, probably some of you are saying... Well, you're being too judgy. You're being too judgy. You're being, not being loving to your neighbor or whatever when you say this. To be, You're saying that we need to be, we need to divide others and everything. That's not being loving. No, what is not being loving is comprom- compromising truth, the word of God. That's not being loving. What is being loving is speaking truth. And, and some will, you know, some will acknowledge what scripture says. Some will acknowledge it. But, unfortunately, you know, they say, well, you know, I, I see what it says, but it makes me feel uncomfortable. So, I'm going to put, put it aside and my, add my own thoughts to it. Well, here's the thing. i going to be blunt here. As I said a couple times in right here on the show, scripture does not care about your feelings. It does not care about your feelings. It doesn't matter what you feel scripture says. All, all it matters is to what it actually says and means. So again, the reason why I have so much scripture in this one section is because scripture is the ultimate authority, the word, infallible truth of God, as it says in Second Timothy three sixteen through seventeen. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate. And equipped for every good work. So again. All scripture is inspired by God. So. So when you speak truth. When you speak the gospel. Yes. It will be uncomfortable. It will bring controversy. People will hate you. People will want to kick you out. And not let you speak ever again. But. This is where. When you stay diligent and stay firm in the faith. And also when you realize the hope we have in Christ. And that, yes, we have all these evil evil things in the world that we do need to speak against. But we do have a hope that eventually there will be true restoration, restoration in the world. That all of this, all the evil <clears throat> in this world will be gone, it will be eradicated completely. As it says in Second Peter 313, but according to his promise we are looking for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So again, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So with that in mind, so why why would we bother to care what the world says about us? Like why in the bother will we <clears throat> try to please them? In retrospect, we shouldn't. Now, I'm sorry that makes people that makes people a little upset, but you know we really shouldn't be. Our goal should not be policing the world; it should be doing things all for the glory of God. And if that causes divisions between you know the church and the world, so be it. Because that that will happen. That will, that is <laughs> that is what will happen. Fortunately. okay so now let's move on to more scripture so now we're going to the book of acts so this this one is going to be a little shorter right here so now acts be chapter three starting with verse 11 and we go into verse 16. So, and remember, you can follow me along if you want, and I'll be, of course, in the non-Armenic Standard Bible. Peter's second sermon. While he was clinging to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them at the so-called Portico of Solomon, full of full of amazement. But then when Peter saw this, he replied to the people, Men of Israel, why are you, why are you amazed at this, and why do you gaze at us, as if... By your own power and piety, we had made him walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant, Jesus, who the one whom you delivered and disowned in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you disowned the holy righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. But put but put to death the prince of life, the one whom God raised from the dead, a fact to which we are, are witnesses. And on the basis of, of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has straightened this man, <clears throat> straightened this man, whom you see now, see and know, and the faith of which comes through him has given him, The this perfect health in the presence of you of y'all, okay? So, yeah, I'm going to continue on with chapter three next week. I'm going to probably finish it, alrighty. So, now let's um get to the good stuff, ambassador of the week, or just the good stuff. Come on, so some good stuff of the week. This is cool, right here. So, Disney Plus. Announce a lot of a lot of different shows and movies coming out for um their their um, streaming service, and including that is a bunch of Star Wars stuff. So this is just kind of a small list of just a, of a, of just a few of the things that's coming out. So you got Star Wars visions, which I don't know fully what that's about. Yeah, Star Star Wars. Rangers of the New Republic and of course probably is kind of the start of the New Republic and everything other um, the Empire Um Star Wars Endor which is about um, I think it's a Cassian from um, Rogue One then you got Lando actually got a Lando uh, movie coming out or show or whatever you Got Star Wars Rogue Squadron which is based off the video game apparently, and then Star Wars Ahsoka. You got, we got now an Ahsoka series coming out soon, which is fantastic. I can't wait to see what that one's going to be. Of course, going to star, um, um, the lady who pay, played her in Mandalorian. And of course, you got the Obi Wan series coming out soon too, and the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch, of course, is from the Clone Wars. I've, I've, they've been around for a while. But I first saw them in the Clone Wars in season seven. And basically they're kind of a batch of clones that were not fully fit for the army, the Republic army. So here's actually a trailer for the Bad Batch spinoff series for the Clone Wars. They call themselves the Bad Batch. into Into the first first galactic Galactic Empire. empire! An impressive display. (laughs) So obviously, you know this is a sequel series to the Clone Wars, and everything, which is pretty pretty interesting. So basically, by the Bad Batch, probably be coming a, bit a part of the Empire and everything in their battle with that. So it'll be inter- interesting to see and probably see their perspe- perspective of Order Sixty Six and whether or not they obeyed it or not. I don't know if they did or not. They probably did, since they probably do still have the inhibitor inhibitor inhibitor, inhibitor chips in them. But we'll see. We also have, you know, for Marvel, a bunch, we got the Loki series coming out, we got um, a bunch of stuff, so be, yeah, 2021 is going to be a content machine, so I can't wait to see what's going to come out of that. Alrighty, so I'll be back here next week with all the latest, my name is Sean Clinton, and this is The Guide to Freedom Show. If you enjoyed this episode of The Guide to Freedom Show, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Remember, you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anchor. Thank you for listening or watching.